Hi, true crime fans. You're tuning into Coffee, Murder, and Mystery, a true crime podcast where we discuss murder, mystery, and the supernatural. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Welcome back. I'm your host, Melissa Lancaster. In today's episode, we're going to talk about a case that was very influential in 1930s France. This is the true story of Violette Nausier. Violette was born in 1915 to Patiste and Germain Nausier. She was known to be beautiful and well-dressed. Patiste, her father, was a railway engineer and the family lived in a two-bedroom apartment in a modest French neighborhood. The family was known to be kind of frugal. I should say Violet's parents were known to be kind of frugal. They did have a significant amount in their savings, about $10,500, but they saved their money and spent it wisely, giving Violet the best education that they could afford and everything that she wanted. They were known for giving their daughter everything she could have wanted. Unfortunately, Violet, their beautiful, well-dressed daughter, was known to lie, argue, steal, and even blackmail her parents. Violet was known to be promiscuous. Neighbors felt that she simply became attracted to men too early in life and it ruined her. Violet was even known to have dabbled in prostitution. Some sources say that when Violet was 17, she contracted syphilis, but convinced the doctor that she was a virgin to get a note to take to her parents so that they would feel that she contracted it from them. Even Violet herself later told authorities that her parents and her had a problematic relationship. On a Monday in August of 1933, Violette ended her night on the town at about 11 p.m. Leaving her friend, she headed back to her parents' apartment. But when Violette entered the apartment, she found it full of gas. Beautifully dressed in her party clothes, she ran and got a neighbor, who I feel strongly was the superintendent. He tried to enter the family's apartment, but upon opening the door, found that the gas was so strong, he had to run down and turn it off before he could enter. They entered the apartment and found both Patiste and Germain laying on their bed, deceased. The authorities came, and everyone immediately assumed that Violet's mother and father had committed suicide. But a few moments later, the authorities realized Germaine, Violet's mother, still had a heartbeat. They looked for Violet to tell her that her mother was still alive and they were taking her to the hospital, but Violet was nowhere to be found. It took Germaine a few days to wake up, and during this time, they did some medical testing, and they found that the gas was not the reason that she was unconscious, that there were barbiturates in her system. 
At first, the police were concerned when they couldn't find Violet, even dredging a river looking for her. I'm not sure why they felt that she was in the river, but it seems that they had some sort of reason to believe she may have been in the river. Police wanted to tell Violet that her mother was still alive, but Jermaine would wake up before police could find Violet. She immediately pointed the finger at her daughter and let police know that her and her husband had been poisoned. But Violet's friend was able to provide her with an alibi. She knew that Violet had been with her all night on Monday. Violet had not left until 11 p.m. She knew that Violet could not have been home before she found her parents. At the scene, police found that the dinner table had still been set. It looked like three people had eaten dinner, and Mr. and Miss... Nausier had gone straight to lay down in the bed. If Violet wasn't there with them that night, who was that third place sitting for? The doorman to the building confirmed no one had come in or out. They dusted the place setting for prints, but none were usable. But then police received a call. Violet had been hanging out with a student, and he knew she looked familiar, but at first couldn't place it from where. Eventually, he saw her picture on the news, and he turned Violet in. The suspected murderess was taken to visit her recovering mother. At first, she denied what she had done, but then she begged for her mother's forgiveness, to which her mother responded, Kill yourself. I will pardon you when you are dead. And it said that Violet fainted. This is when Violet confessed to her crime. Everyone had assumed that the parents had been poisoned on Monday, when in fact, Violet had eaten dinner with her parents on Sunday, and that was when she administered the poison. I couldn't believe how many differing accounts there were of the actual murder in this case. Some accounts portray Violet as putting barbiturates in their drinks. I assume that it's their wine. Some claim that the parents had a headache or some sort of ill feeling, and she retrieved them medicine, but it wasn't really medicine. It was the poison. But when I look back in old newspapers from 1933, I most consistently see that Violet put the poison in her parents' soup. Either way, this was not Violet's first attempt at poisoning her parents. She had tried to poison them before, but used sleeping pills. Her parents had fallen into a deep sleep, not suspecting anything. Violet even set the curtains on fire. But as it turned out, her parents were still alive. This time, Violet left the apartment to give her parents more time to die, it seems. She stole some money from them and took off on Monday and went partying with a friend. When she had come home at midnight, her parents had already been lying in the bed for more than a day. Violet then turned on the gas to make it seem like Her parents had attempted to commit suicide that very day. When authorities arrived and Violet disappeared, 
She was off spending money that she had taken from her parents and spent the week shopping and partying until she was caught. During Violet's confession, she only confessed to the murder of her father. She claimed that she did not administer as much of the poison to her mother because she only wanted to put her to sleep. She did not want to kill her. During Violet's confession, she also confessed something else. She confessed that the reason that she wanted to kill her father was that he had been sexually abusing her for the last six years of her life. She also claimed to be pregnant by him at that moment. Violet's pregnancy claim proved to be false. The accusations that Violet made against her father did not earn her any sympathy. Some newspapers called Violet pleasure mad. Some called her a spoiled brat with a fondness for the nightlife. People lined up outside of the jail to riot and chant against Violet. Even the other inmates in the jail, some whom were there for murder, did not have any pity for the girl. Violet's own mother responded to these accusations with a lawsuit as she felt that Violet was tainting her father's memory. And this is because of patricide in France. Patricide was considered one of the worst crimes imaginable. The father was a pillar, the head of the household, the hand that feeds. He deserved respect, and a daughter should love and respect her father. But this was instead a troubled child and a female child that had murdered her father and accused him of rape. And the term incest alone was forbidden in the media. French censorship laws did not even permit the word to be written in a newspaper. Incest was not something that was spoke about. It was not something that was written about. It was 100% forbidden in every way. How could anyone believe that this father who gave his daughter everything, who allowed her to dress lavishly and did not judge her for her wrongdoings, a father that allowed his daughter to move out of the family home multiple times and always taking her back with open arms when she came crawling home and out of money. How could he do such a thing to his daughter? He was a respected man with a respected job, respected in every way in his community. And Violet was not helping herself. Pictures were a newer thing in newspapers. And this was a big story. So many pictures were taken of Violet, beautiful, well-dressed Violet, for the media that it said that you could look at the newspaper and you didn't even have to read the article to get a clear picture of what was happening. It was almost like a flip book. The only thing that was missing was cinematic movement. But Violet did not help herself when she posed nude for their cameras. Violet monopolized the media so much that there was actually a cartoon that was placed into a newspaper of Hitler 
And he's expressing his aggravation in the cartoon that everything is about to violet. Eventually, at least one paper would be published in Belgium to get around the French censorship laws. Violet went to trial, and the judge actually started the proceedings, reminding the courtroom what a liar that Violet was known to be. There was a police officer that had believed Violet's original statement, and he believed the part of the abuse on her father's part. And it was also said that there may have been friends that had known about the abuse for some time. None of these people were brought in to testify on behalf of Violet. It wasn't until police found a rag covered in semen in the family home that they started to suspect maybe something else was going on. Violet claimed that that was the rag that her father would use to prevent her from getting pregnant. Eventually, over the course of the trial, people started writing letters, some condemning Violet. They wanted her dead. They wanted her executed. Others telling the court of their own stories, confessing that they had been abused by their fathers, supporting Violet. In a strange move, at the last minute, Violet's mother even came to her aid. But it was too late. The general thought of the court was that if Violet was being abused, she should have told her mother or her grandmother. Violet was sentenced to death by guillotine by an all-male jury. The likelihood of Violet getting the guillotine was low. It had been many years since a woman had been executed in France. And her mother did come to her defense again. Her mother continued to lobby for her daughter. She even wrote to the president of France. Violet's sentence was reduced first to life in prison and then to 12 years when Violet was suddenly released. It's said that she collapsed into her mother's arms. Violet had been a model prisoner and actually fell in love with a prison worker. After her release, they went on to get married, and they had five children. Violet's mother, Germaine, actually lived with the family. This case spawned movies, books, art, and even plays. A poem by Benjamin Perrault was titled, The Little Daddy Who Raped. The art that was spawned from this was most of it explicit, like drawings of a naked violet. Others depicting the abuse that her father may or may not have committed. One picture is of a young girl sitting on her father's lap with his hand up his skirt. A very disturbing but powerful message. This case made history in France and is still important to this day because It helped change the way society felt and treated these taboo topics. France went from thinking this middle-class man was capable of no wrong, and his hussy daughter murdered him for no reason, to gradually reducing her sentence and then even pardoning Violette three years before her death 
1963. You guys should send me an email and let me know what you think. I mean, Violet could have been lying. I think that abuse or rape or allegations such as these can often be used to get women out of trouble. But my question is, why then did she want to murder her father? I can't imagine her wanting to murder her parents simply for the money. I mean, stranger things have happened, though. People felt at the time that because of Violet's behavior, it insinuated her guilt. She was this troubled child who was known to lie and to do all of these horrible things, and therefore she must be guilty. But I kind of think opposite. She was sexually active at an early age, which does insinuate that she may have been abused. I mean, all of her behavior might insinuate that she had been abused. I mean, if we think about what we know about trauma and people that have been through trauma, their behavior isn't always what we would expect it to be. There are times that they go through periods of drug use or periods of promiscuity I think the lying could be part of that and possibly even the stealing. Maybe she felt that he owed her. I really think it could go either way and we will never know if Violet Nausier's father abused her or if she simply was just a cold-blooded killer. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and remember, evil people are everywhere. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Copy, Murder, and Mystery. You can find us on the web at www.coffeemurderandmystery.com. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we also have a YouTube channel. All references for today's podcast are available in our show notes. If you enjoyed our show, please consider giving us an Apple Podcast 5-star rating sharing our show with your friends, and leaving a review. This helps us by allowing more people to find our show. If you would like to support our show with a financial contribution, please consider joining our Patreon. Joining our Patreon at the $5 level will give you a bonus episode on the second week of the month, as well as a second bonus episode on the fourth week of the month. Or go to buymeacoffee.com for a one-time contribution. We appreciate all of our listeners. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. Thank you so much for listening. The information provided in this podcast is solely of our opinion and based upon research that we have conducted via the internet. If you feel that we have represented something inaccurately or unfairly, you can send us an email at coffeemurdermystery at gmail.com. Thanks for your support.